Dawn and Steve invite you to grab your coffee, pick up your Bible, and find somewhere comfy and get ready for today's Devo. Just text the word Devo, D-E-V-O, to 800-555-7898 to receive it. And two hours from now, join us on Facebook or YouTube Live for Moody Tunes with Caleb and John. You ready to get a little hallelujah uh, feeling going on a I little bit later? I'm so ready. All right. So ready. I remember when uh, I heard that song for the first time. It was at a Christian broadcasting convention conference kind of thing. And they did that song from the stage. I'm like, man, this song moves. I like this one. I loved it. I loved it. Yes. That was the first time I heard it, too. I was like, yeah, come on. Trusting the Lord. And there are times we need those quiet songs. But, man, when you need that song that's going to get you moving and your mind set on the Lord, he works through our feelings and emotions. He works through the truth of God, of his word and the move of his spirit. That's one of those, though, that gets your feet moving. It does. So looking forward to that. They're going to be joining us in the studio two hours from now. Hope you will be here for that. And hope you'll stick around because next hour we've got uh, Todd Nettleson, uh, Voice of the Martyrs, who's going to be joining us. Always uh, appreciate the conversations with Todd, kind of finding out where persecution is strongest and ways that we can pray most effectively. You know, there's so many brothers and sisters around the world who are suffering persecution that we just frankly can't really relate to. It's true. That yeah. whole relation, uh, re- like, it's is it relative? Do I get it? It doesn't impact my life, so maybe I can just hear it and move on. And yet Todd comes to us so that we, as the siblings in Christ that these folks have, can be interceding for them. I mean, the power of prayer, you probably have experienced it. And if you're an intercessor, you know it almost on a daily basis. But if if you're kind of like me and like from time to time, you're a true intercessor. Other times you're just taking it to the Lord as best you can. I was just praying for some listeners this morning that we know of some hardship to be faithful in that. Yeah. Not to discount what our brothers and sisters are going through all over the globe because of persecution. Because, listen, they pray often for us, for believers in the States. Right. Isn't that kind of... So amazing. I remember the first time I kind of picked up on that and heard that, I would remember just being like, wait a minute. Yeah. You're praying for us? Like, we're so comfortable. I know. And they're like, yeah, that's one of the things we're praying about. And that's something. Like, oh, okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> it, oh, boy is right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's not mess with my comfortability, yeah. please. <laughs> I, I would really appreciate that. Then when you get in the scriptures, I was just this morning listening to what Paul was saying about to the church in Corinth. Hey, because we've been through all this. I still persevere for the gospel and do so because this is what the Lord's called me to right now. I want to be faithful. I love you. I I know that you love me. Your hearts have been open to what the Lord is teaching us. And yet he went through a lot of things and yeah. all because he understood the call God placed on his life. Yeah. And that is, I think, one of the big things for us to think about regularly. What is the call that God has placed on his life? What does it look like for us to walk with him, to align our lives to what he is doing, and to then be really doing life according to his call on our lives? And we're going to look a little bit uh, along those lines in uh, this morning from Psalm 23. It's a psalm that so many of us probably know, but slowing down, reflecting, kind of meditating on that for a little bit, that can really do some good for our souls. So Psalm 23 and verse 3 this morning, it's a short one, it says, He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, your shepherd knows your every need. He knows that you'll grow weary in your pilgrimage with him. 
He knows that there are times when you need rest. Your shepherd knows just what you need to be refreshed. At times, you need to lie in lush meadows or beside quiet streams. Sometimes, you just need to be held by your shepherd. Other times, you need to enjoy the pleasures that the shepherd that he provides. The shepherd will not always replenish you in the same way every time, but his response to you will always be perfectly corresponded to your present need. As you follow your shepherd, there's going to be times when your soul becomes exhausted, maybe because of trials you're experiencing or temptations you're resisting. The persecution you face or the burdens you carry for others, they may be wearing you down. You may be weary from the discipline the shepherd has brought on you. There will be times when you feel you can go no further in your Christian pilgrimage. And you know what? Your shepherd knows when you've reached this point, and he always has a remedy. There are many ways that he can strengthen you through his word, through others, or through your circumstances. You know, he knows what you need even better than you do. So have you grown weary? Does your soul need to be refreshed? Don't attempt to recover on your own. I know that is such a big temptation, isn't it? We think that uh, we can muster this up. We can, we can do this on our own. But you know, God knows. And only he knows how to heal and rejuvenate your soul in the way that we need that. Talks about that in Isaiah 40 in Matthew chapter 11. And your shepherd, he will do it perfectly and sometimes in some pretty surprising ways. So ask him to restore you and then be prepared to respond to what he does next. If you want a copy of this morning's devotional, simply text the word Devo to 800-555-7898. You'll also find it linked on our Facebook page. Or again, text Devo to 800-555-7898. You know, we talk a fair amount about social media and some of the dangers that we can maybe find ourselves falling into. Wasting time, I think, being one of the top ones that I would probably be at risk for is, and, and so that's one of the reasons that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try really hard not to spend much time on social media mm-hmm. because you can get into the whole doom scrolling thing. And next thing you know, that five minutes turned into 30 minutes and you're like, okay, that was time I'm never going to get back. However, it's interesting now to watch how there's a generation of kids who are saying, I'm not mad about the amount of time I've wasted on social media. I'm a little upset here because I'm all over social media and I have been since I was little and I don't want to be. Isn't that something? The first generation of social media babies are growing up and some of them are angry over what parents have posted online. You wonder if they would continue to be angry if there was money involved, if their images all over social media, maybe mom or dad monetized something and they kept that money safe for them. Do you think the anger would dissipate because they have this little nest egg? I think it would help. But there are a lot of kids whose parents did not end up monetizing. They just put stuff out there. Sure. Some of them ended up monetizing. Sure. And if that happened, you know who got all the money? Mom and dad. Mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I do wonder, though, just 
how deeply this goes. And I think it speaks to our own lives as well. Like, is there a price on something? Because kids are mad. They're growing up. They're adults. They realize that their image has been used since they were really little. And they're looking at kind of the psychology behind why this is. Parenting, it's a thankless job. Exactly. You get nothing. Nobody's really encouraging you unless you're kind of plugged into some groups that might be walking that same path simultaneously. And you could encourage one another. But that overall, like, you know, when you're picking up the Cheerios, I think of that old Stephen Curtis Chapman song, right? Yeah. Do everything for the glory of God, going back to Colossians 3. And yet when you're picking up those Cheerios off the floor for the 13th time today, you're not thinking necessarily about, Lord, I'm doing this for you. Sure. You're thinking, I got to bend over one more time. <laughs> Pick <laughs> after up I these just Cheerios. Powdered, yep. After they just turned into powder because I stepped on them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then all of the things that go with the busyness of having little ones and that being a thankless job, you get can, discouraged. Sure. So a lot of moms ended up posting a lot of things online. Mommy blogs became a thing a number of years ago. And there was validation that came from that. There was a lot of, yeah, oh, you, you, me uh, me too. Sure. And people would subscribe to blogs. And next thing you know, we're turning some of these bloggers into, you know, personalities and people who have platforms. And a lot of times their kids were featured in some of these blogs and in some of these posts and some of these videos and pictures. And those kids, they have no recourse. You know, what mom posted 15 years ago is still out there. Hence the anger. And some of them are upset. In fact, uh, one of the little girls, and she's not so little anymore, but what she was upset about is her mom never turned her platform, her social media profiles into a big thing, never monetized it, never you know, became a huge celebrity on- online, if you will. But she just posted pictures, commentary, just everyday kind of life stuff, including that one time her daughter had a little skin disease and rash. Oh. And, of course, people saw that. Sure. She goes to school. Nobody wants to sit by her. Teacher even sets up a special desk for her. Oh, bless. She's like, Mom, you have to do that? <laughs> really? You know. These kids, you know, sometimes they're like, they, they're paying the price for what we didn't necessarily see coming. Yeah, hindsight. Hindsight in that 2020 clarity. You just feel for the situation, and yet it does I hope help us right now because we can't go back and change the past. But right now, start to think about what am I posting and why the deeper issue is why? Because what, again, the psychology is showing is that when you're online and you put these things on there, you're getting a response. Oh, poor Cammie. Uh, You know, I'm so sorry. We're praying for you. Any kind of reaction like that. Or if your kid did something great. And you realize that's where I'm getting the most love. Yeah. If if I have a baseball star or a basketball, things like that, you're uh, even an artist. When you're putting your kids' artwork up there, it just doesn't matter. It's whatever people are going to engage with. You start to feel better. That dopamine hit comes. And you're like, oh, that worked. I'll do that again. Uh, right. Sometimes it's just even the cute cuteness of your kid. Sure. And everybody's, oh, what a sweet family. What a beautiful family. And next thing you know, you're posting more and more pictures. And yeah. And and if it's completely benign, I don't know. You know, sometimes people will post those pictures because they want to keep track of them in somewhere. Maybe they want to share them with, with family. 
But I think sometimes we forget that there's a whole world out there Mm -hmm. who is watching what we do online. And depending on the platform, uh, you might be able to pull the the pictures down. You may be able to remove the content. You may be able to change who's able to see it. Sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to do that. And if the kids, you know, grow up one day and they said, yeah, I don't want those pictures of me out there anymore. I don't want that. Uh, They can't force mom or dad to do any of that they may just have to deal with the fact that those images those stories those pictures those videos they're there yeah and you know you're not going to be able to get that back if you will yeah oh goodness and then as they become teenagers and you keep posting i think there's a sensitivity there that a parent needs as, yeah. as especially as the kids get older to uh, we have this conversation now because mine are teens and 20s can I, may I post this if before I put it on there? Because I have learned it's not beneficial to the kiddo if they're like, no, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> no way, mom, don't you dare put that on there. Yeah. What the, where are we seeking our validation? That is the question. Don and Steve in the morning, the afters on Moody Radio. If you got a thought on this, maybe something you've even learned through the years, chime in. You can do so. Call or text 800-555-7898. Oh, and Eugene, that's exactly what you're doing from the Philippines, brother. Good. Well, I want to say good morning, but I think I should say good afternoon. Ah, make that good evening. Good evening. <laughs> there we go. So what time actually is it there in the Philippines? Well, we are 13 hours ahead of Eastern Standard Time. Okay. okay. So 12 hours ahead of Central Time? That would be 14. Well, that would be 14 ahead of Don Ray Math. Eugene, what has you going this evening there in the Philippines? And you're listening through the Moody Radio app? Yes, ma'am. You see, one of the things that we do here, uh, like I said, we work with elementary age children here, have been for 17 plus years now. But, uh, Personally, I have another cell phone with Moody on it. And when we go to sleep at night, we leave Moody playing at a low volume in the background because even when you're sleeping, it goes in to our spirit. <laughs> that is I a like good it. point. Yep. That is a good point. So as you go to sleep, it is Dawn and Steve in the morning, is that show finished and you're going into the other Bible teaching programs? Yes, ma'am. That's pretty cool. Nice. That is cool. So, Eugene, you mentioned that you work with kids. What kind of work do you do? Well, uh, like I said, we're directly across from a public school here. Uh, The public schools are, they're a real mess. I'm serious. And so, uh, the one we're across from has 1,400 students. Wow. Of those, we work with 362 that come to our house daily for Bible teaching. Oh, wow. That's amazing. They come to your house? Yes, ma'am. Not all at one time. We have to break them up into groups of 30 to 40 at a time. (laughs) That is a beautiful thing. And you've been doing that for 17 years, Eugene? As of last month, 17 years. How did you get started doing that? 
Well, I blame it on the wife of a friend back in the States. You see, uh, uh, one morning after church, a friend of mine greeted. His wife looked me dead in the eye. If you're willing, I know God will use you in the Philippines. Hmm. To which I told her, you must be crazy or something. No way. <laughs> Hot tropical climate. Not this kid. Well, bad thing for me to say. The Lord started working on my heart about it. And I finally came to the conclusion, I'll say, Lord, look, if that's what you want me to do, you've got to set it up. I know nothing about the place except that it's hot, humid, volcanoes, and earthquakes. Oh, well, a couple months after that, I bought my ticket, and I was gone. Wow. Wow. So what about the, okay, humid, you talk about tropical climate, and I go, yes, please, but I understand. It is constant, and it is very, very warm. What, were you from one of the colder states here in the in the states, United States? Casper, Wyoming. Yes. <laughs> okay. You had your fair share of snow. Yeah, well, I joke with people. I tell them we have two seasons here, hot and hotter. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, Eugene, other than the weather, because that's a very obvious big adjustment, but other than the weather, what's been the biggest thing that you have had to learn or adjust to? Well, part of it has been learning the language here because, okay, the national language is called Tagalog. And uh, the Spaniards had the country for 300 years, so there's a big Spanish influence, uh, which reflects in family names, but also the Tagalog language is very similar to, but not the same. And uh, the way we use vowels in English and the way they use vowels here is not at all the same. And I try to learn some of it and pronounce the words Night here, all the giggles. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they're pretty gracious, though, as you learn. So, have you adapted to the language now, or is it still you primarily converse in English? Well, uh, primarily English, but uh, that's one of the nice things that is very helpful for me. Not all. But most people here do know English, although the vocabulary may be a, a little limited. And, and I love working with the children, you know. Uh, you can get away with a lot of things with adults, but I'll tell you what, you work with those children, and they know if you're for real or not. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they will call you out, won't they? Oh, man, hey, I've had some correct me from it before, and I thanked him for it. Oh. Well, Eugene, Bless you, Eugene. Man, I'm so encouraged that you yes. called in from the Philippines this morning. How, how can we, I, I, and I love the fact that you were obedient. God yes. called you, changed your heart, you went, and uh, out of obedience, and now 17 years later, 360-plus kids that you're working with daily. Uh, how, how can Moody Radio listeners pray for you? Well, uh, okay, uh, I'm not a young man, 
I'm 72 years old, and that's good. But, uh, okay, I have an eye disease, and I'm currently legally blind. Mm -hmm. And I used to whine and moan about that. Then the Lord worked on my heart. Oh, really? Your mouth still works, so keep on using it. Mm -hmm. Well. Eugene, thank you for using it this morning, for calling yes. in and uh, encouraging us this morning. Oh, and brother. Man, we're uh, going to ask our listeners to, to be in prayer for mm -hmm. you. And can we pray right now? Hey, absolutely. And if I'm permitted, I don't know, because I've never called in here before. Uh, we do not have a website, but we do have a ministry YouTube channel. Is it okay to give it? Sure. Go for it. Okay, it's simply called our, O-U-R, Philippines Ministry. Got lots of videos on there. And I'm not afraid, you see. Even on there, I give uh, this number I'm calling in on, Philippines number and uh, email address. And uh, we do get people from the States that will contact us, although... <clears throat> Some of those come in about 2 and 3 a.m. my time, yeah. but it's all good. <laughs> well, Eugene, thank you for uh, calling in and being a part of the, the program this morning. And, Lord, we're just uh, encouraged to hear from Eugene this morning, realizing that you are using radio happening in the United States to reach literally around the world and into the Philippines. And just ask that you would continue to use Moody to encourage Eugene in the work that you have given him to do. Thank you for his obedience and the ministry that you've given him to these over 360 kids. Would you continue to strengthen him? encourage him? Would you use your word to continue to motivate him and give him passion to share your truth with these kids for uh, as long as you've given him days to do that? Uh, Lord, thank you for his testimony of obedience and ask that uh, his ministry there would be fruitful. You would use him to draw kids to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You know, as we talk a little bit about tech this morning and just hearing from somebody using the Moody Radio app all the way on the other side of the world in the Philippines to connect with us, you know, we are becoming a more connected generation all the time. Yes. And uh, the apps that people are developing never cease to amaze me what people are going after. Uh, there's a new smartphone app that you just uh, found this article uh, yesterday or, or recently that I thought was fascinating. Um, a new smartphone app uses artificial intelligence and facial recognition software to figure out whether or not people are depressed, dealing with depression, and apparently it's a pretty accurate indicator, about 75% success rate at this point in time. And it's cluing people in to the fact that depression is there before sometimes they're even kind of aware of that, which that I thought was fascinating. It's yes, I can think of a season in our lives when we had one of our family members that was kind of going through stuff and and he didn't realize that depression was part of it. it yeah, you know, it was situational, resolvable. But when you don't know that's what's happening, you're kind of like, what in the world is going on right now? I'm kind of in this funk and I don't know how to get out of it because I don't realize that I'm necessarily in it until somebody goes, hey, what is going on with you? But this app would kind of be that 
One, hey, what is yeah, going on with you? Speaking in to your life. I, I just wonder, though, because the whole thing is the objective is to be unobtrusive and to help somebody realize this is what you may be experiencing and then to help them with mental health. Now, this is where I think it could get sticky. Exactly. Because if this app, in a sense, flags something and says, hey, we might we might have depression going on here. Where do you go next? Right. Where might it direct you to go next? And how might that app ultimately end up being used? You know, hopefully we would use that in a positive way. Get some really good counseling. You'd be directed to someplace that can help. But there is a concern that people could, in a sense, if they knew the results of what was going on in this app, say, oh, potential target. Oh, potential yes. victim. Oh, yes. There's somebody who would be prime to be manipulated in some way. Oh. And that is a little bit scary. We, because we're dealing with this inside the church, outside the church, we're dealing with these really sad and horrible situations. Something like this, I think, in theory, is a great help and indicator great idea but we know as you follow the money and the exploitation like it can go south pretty quickly yeah yeah it sure can so just yeah we'll see how this goes but to be aware and to get that help now that is critically important it's one of the reasons we have conversations like we had yesterday with phil herndon if you missed that hey speaking of that app go and grab it because you don't want to miss the conversation from yesterday First couple hours of the show, and you can connect with that, the Moody Radio app. Just simply discover Don and Steve in the morning.